Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode of Stuff They Don't Want You To Know is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. Our colleague Noel is on an adventure, but he will return shortly. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. It's time, yet again, for one of our favorite segments, Listener Mail, where we get to share stories from around the world from your fellow conspiracy realist with you and these this episode especially is going to be a grab bag um you know our show prizes transparency whenever possible so just to put all the cards on the table matt without revealing too much i think it's okay to say that this is kind of a momentous day for us uh mm-hmm. we are reaching the fruition of a long-running very secret enterprise um, yes and uh credit goes to you sir uh i can't believe it's happening happened 
will happen. I don't know. It's all things at once. Mm-hmm. Time is a flat circle. And so is the secret project. Team effort. Team effort. Uh, yeah. Noel is not here because he is the first of us to get a face tattoo for the <laughs> show. That's part of the secret pro- project. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to picture. Uh, some people have really cool face tattoos. I just don't see Noel as a face tattoo guy or either of us, frankly. Yeah. I have been looking for something. I need to get my first one at some point. So you're going to get a tattoo. I should. Right. I should get at least one. (laughs) These freckles aren't going to connect themselves. So, oh, there we go. There we go. I used to uh, draw on myself a lot. But what I liked about that was if you get tired of it, you can just wash it off. Um, Mm. Yeah. So that's what we should all do. Make a really good artist friend and have them every once in a while. Make something incredible on your body. Keep it for a little while, and then you can wash it off. Man, I have so many commitment problems, I can't even get a temporary tattoo. That's like the whole afternoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> what kind of person are you going to be at the end of that? Anyway. My that... little pony, usually. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of Paw Patrol. I wonder, though, I wonder what role tattoos play in like folklore and in fairy tales. Because uh, for our first letter today, we received um, a, a delightful, very endearing note that I thought we could use to to kick off today's show. And by the way, folks, uh, today, Matt and Codename Doc and I are going through, we're going to try to go through as many as we can, as many phone calls, as many texts and emails, uh, just because this is kind of like a... It's kind of like family time for us. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? We mean it when we say we want to hear from you. And Matt, I want to put us on, hopefully, again, an endearing note. I would like to read a letter that just came in today that is to you, sir. Um, I don't know if you've read this one yet. No, I have not. All right. Well, here we go. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This is from Lucy H., and the title is the title caught my eye. Matt would not survive a fairy tale. <laughs> that's, I, what, that's the title. Hold on. I'm going to read it along with you. Uh, okay. I, I kind of disagree for the record, but uh, the title grabbed my attention. Okay. Okay. All right. So Lucy, don't worry. It's not a hit piece. So Lucy says, hello, conspiracy realist. Listening to the Flame Witch podcast as a folklore nerd is very entertaining. Will-o'-the-wisp type folklore is one of my favorite types of stories. It really grabs me by the noggin. The thing with these stories is that they are mostly about dangerous creatures rather than being the sort of harmless playful type that some of us would picture. Most of them are malicious. It cracks me up that Matt is so down to just traipse after it. No disrespect to you, Matt. Love you, man. But that's a bad idea. Or maybe not. Maybe they are just there for a good time. Let me know if you want a list of what not to do in a fairy tale. I've got some items for you. Great podcast as always. Have fun. Try not to die dashing after strange lights. Advice for the ages, I think. Well, Lucy, um, (laughs) You don't know, but I give, and I've heard this from many people, I give very good hugs, and I just want to hug that light, and and I have a feeling that if I just embraced it, it wouldn't, you know, maybe burn me from the inside out, or maybe it would, and it'd at least be interesting. Yeah, you know, carpe diem, and Lucy, yeah, do send in that list. I, I have a couple of other lists I've pulled from different works of folklore, and I would love to see how our list compares 
Also, Matt, just for a second, I thought you were going to say, well, you know, thing about me is I've been told I give 110%. I don't know I why. do. <laughs> I do. You do, though. It's true. It's true. I can, I can confirm. Uh, so, so, yeah. The, I'm just the, glad that yeah. these tales grab Lucy by the noggin. Uh, mm-hmm. That That's good. That's, yes. yes. That doesn't seem dangerous. As opposed to something weird by the ankle or like yeah. the, oh. the elbow. Anything you know. that grabs you by the ankle, don't trust it. Don't trust it. Don't trust it. Uh, you can put that up there with don't die dashing after strange lights in the world of good <laughs> advice. Uh, so really appreciated it. Uh, this also gives us a chance to talk about something that's been on my mind a lot, which is I want to hear more stories, more works of folklore from the non-Western world, right? Like we've had a great time diving into stories of cryptids and legends that are unfamiliar to a lot of people in the U.S. or maybe even the English-speaking world in general. So keep them coming. Uh, we also have, th- this is also, by the way, Matt, this is a word salad rambling setup to our first voicemail today, which I mm. believe comes from a biologist who's got a, a, a take on uh, something that I think has interested both of us and a lot of our fellow conspiracy realists for a long time, which is thought forms. Right. Yes. This message comes from someone called the Carbonate. Hey guys, uh, love the show. Great work. I am always impressed by the attention and clarity you bring to some uh, things that are often left untouched. And um, I was really interested in your conversation about mimetic warfare. And uh, as a biologist, I, I was thinking about just how. DNA is essentially information being replicated and spread through kind of these carbon-based systems. And it's not entirely dissimilar from a meme just being spread through these sort of electronic systems. And so essentially life is just the replication and repetition of information. And it kind of freaks me out a little thinking about memes in the sense that they do spread and they do replicate. And in a way, they may be non-biological organisms. So when you ask kind of who's controlling the meme, like who's generating this, I, I almost stop to think that they may actually be organisms under themselves in a way that we are not traditionally used to thinking about. And uh, the memes may be seeking their own ends in self-replication using us as a host in the same way a virus is a replicating pattern that needs to use a cell to replicate its, you know, next generation I think maybe it could be the same thing where memes are using us as their host and replicating, and they have taken upon their own uh, their own evolutionary success and, and are trying to spread in the same way that living organisms do. I think the same could be true for corporations, nation states, religion, other ideas as essentially these replicating non-biological organisms. Um, as a biologist, that terrifies me to no end because it's life I believe in, not machines. And uh, so I don't know, thought you guys might get a kick out of that interpretation. And and I wonder if you think that potentially memes could be organisms in their own right. And and we've kind of accidentally created a a new form of organism uh, and really let that badger out of the bag. Uh, You can call me the carbonist and uh, you can use my voice on air. So love the work. uh, Love the show. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the kind of conversation that we have when we're not on air. Generally, mm-hmm. except it, there's way more. Whoa, 
<laughs> on my end, at least. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, it's true. It's something that we have, um, we have talked about as a group. Um, the nature of what defines an organism is it, is it through behavior? Is it through physical attributes? Uh, where, what is the line? You know, it reminds me of the debate over whether or not a virus could be considered alive, right? Or if it's just a thing that is, um, almost like a, piece of technology you know a virus Mm -hmm. doesn't suffer from a lot of the quandaries of existence that uh that haunts the human species but this is first off that we're aware of that we're aware of yes we don't think viruses think we don't don't think viruses think (laughs) right right exactly which maybe is a bit supremacist of humans (laughs) but uh but there's something fascinating first we have to thank you the carbonate for lending a professional perspective here. Since you are a biologist, uh, people might treat this this idea, this concept of yours, which I agree with and think is quite beautiful. They might treat it with a little more credence than if it were, you know, just Matt, you and me going, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And well, least, for me, it's, yeah. it's breaking out the way he describes a virus replicating DNA through a carbon-based system versus an electronic system for a meme, right? Mm-hmm. And you you have to go back, or I have to go back to, oh man, I guess it was biology classes where we're learning about how a, a virus actually injects that DNA into a cell, that cell takes that DNA, replicates it, and explodes with that same stuff out of it, mm-hmm. right? That same DNA out. And the virus continues to replicate. And it does feel, man, it just mm, it feels like it's very similar with a human mind when something like a meme enters and we just want to share it. We have like I feel compelled to sh- to share a really good meme. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if I, I'm assuming you have something like that, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is this is something that I had speculated on a number of years ago. And thank you, uh, as as always, for uh, humoring. Those kinds of rants, which, to be clear, are just my opinion. But I I believe that compulsion is true. I think it's something that many people have felt. And it reminded me, uh, the Carbonate, you might enjoy reading an article from Smithsonian called What Defines a Meme by James Mm -hmm. Gleek in 2011, where uh, Gleek talks specifically about just the idea that you and, and us on our side have been kind of speculating about independently. Uh, he says that information now can behave like human genes. Ideas can replicate, mutate, and evolve. And we definitely see that in the world of memes. A successful meme just becomes kind of a base format. Uh, and we've got also a shout out to uh, some of our conspiracy realists like Holly, who will every so often make a stuff they don't want you to know specific meme that, you know, pokes fun at us in a well-deserved way. We earned it, usually. <laughs> and, uh, mm. and that specificity is just built upon an earlier pre-existing concept. Uh, I, I had this trippy thought years ago, man, um, and, and I wrote a short story about it, where the idea was that when two people share an emotion of some sort, whether it is enmity or maybe deep affection for one another, that that 
in this world, in this fictional piece, that idea becomes alive on its own. Right. So it's just mm. a it's a different perspective. You know, the, there are all these cliches about like, oh, the things people do for love and so on. And so in that story or in that perspective, the people that are in love or the people that are, you know, uh, very much opposed to each other, they're being compelled or forced to do things not of their own volition, but because of this non tangible entity this emotion as a life form that's a that that they spawned right right and it all started with a really good hug <laughs> it all started with a really good hug uh, <laughs> one way or another yeah and these ideas you know they might sound abstract but uh, as you'll come to see spoiler alert in our mimetic warfare episode uh, they're not as abstract as they might sound at first in preparation for that, if if you want to uh, do a little homework, folks, do check out that Smithsonian article. I I love this idea of conversation. I love the idea of the the tulpa or the thought form. You know, um, mainly because cognitively and philosophically, it can take us to some very interesting places, like this upcoming ad break. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a second. No. <laughs> The last thing I want to throw in here, I just yeah. looked up a few things for anybody yeah. who wants to further check this stuff out. You can find a website called philosophytalk.org, and there is, I think it's, yeah, it's a program from 2013 that specifically uh, discusses if vir- if memes are viruses of the mind. Pretty cool. You can It's a YouTube video you can watch. They interview someone named Susan Blackmore. Uh, she has some really cool insight on it. She's from the University of Plymouth, or at least she was in 2013. And the other is an interview with Richard Dawkins posted on Wired, and it's specifically discussing the word meme that I suppose he coined, at least according to this article he did, in his book, The Selfish Gene. But it was not speaking of an internet meme, like the way that we imagine them now. It was any idea or concept that basically travels and replicates throughout culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just stuff to think about. Yeah, and let us know your take on this, folks. Uh, does this seem like it's gobbledygook, uh, or does it seem like there's some sand to the idea of living ideas? Is that idea in the corner watching you? Oh, mm-hmm. you better check. It's not in my corner. <laughs> it's still not there. <laughs> oh, yep, there it is. Okay, we got to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was uh, tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life and you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And we've returned. Let's hop back over to email. We received a fascinating letter slash suggestion from Diana from NJ. Here's what you said. Diana said, hi, gentlemen, just listened to your show regarding past life memories. I find this topic very interesting, but wanted to share the story of Shanti Devi. Please look her up. It's a fascinating story. I believe her case caught the attention of Mahatma Gandhi, who set up a committee to investigate and after spending some time with her, actually agreed that she was truly reincarnated. Love the show. Keep up the conversation and conspiracies, Diana. This is this is neat. Now. To be clear, not all five of us here at Stuff They Don't Want You to Know are necessarily on the same page about the concept of reincarnation. Um, Just for my part, before we briefly dive into Shanti Devi's life, uh, for my part, man, the, the problem is one of prerequisites. To understand the idea of past lives or reincarnation, we have to have a better way of understanding what happens to the mind when someone dies you know what i mean like does it uh does the switch just click off and that's it are some of the more um religious doctrines correct you know even the very very specific ones we don't know we don't the civilization in my mind doesn't have the tools it would need to test for the existence of reincarnation yeah it's a long walk to prove it right that's a real long walk, like you said, because of the hurdles you have to jump over to get there. You know, personally, I would say I have not seen compelling evidence that reincarnation occurs because we it's a lot like UFO abduction stories where 
you have to go on just what someone is telling you. There are strange instances where young people seem to know things that they shouldn't know about, you know, themselves or a person that existed well before they were ever even a thought. Mm -hmm. That is odd. That's very odd, right? The strangeness of that occurrence uh, throughout history, Mm -hmm. you've got this peppering of that experience. It's worth exploring. It's just one of those things that I wouldn't be comfortable saying, yes, I believe in reincarnation uh, anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I understand. But, uh, you you know, you caught my interest again with the mention of children saying creepy things. We had some great responses from parents uh, in the crowd who were like, okay, look, guys, I know reincarnation is a tall milkshake, a long walk, whatever you want to call it. Uh, That I'm not saying my kid is reincarnated, but boy, they creeped me out with this thing. And uh, it reminded me, I pulled up this thread from a forum. It was just a list of creepy things children have said. I'd like to share some with you just for funsies. Just because we didn't get a chance to do it uh, last time we were talking about this. So this one guy says, this is over on uh, Reddit, by the way. This one guy says uh, he was tucking in his two-year-old and his two-year-old said, goodbye, dad. And I said, no, we say goodnight. And he said, I know, but this time it's goodbye. (laughs) And the kid's fine, to be clear. The kid is absolutely fine. It just had uh, another regular, uh, regular day after that. And then one more, maybe we'll just pepper these out through, throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the show, but uh, one more, another person on the same thread says, I was on a bus recently. We were stopped outside a walk-in clinic. A little girl in the seat in front of me turned to her dad and said, death is the poor man's doctor. And that was it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> uh, right? Oh, man. So we might we might throw a few more of those in. Uh, also, please continue to share with us the stories of creepy things you said as a kid or creepy things that your own children have said while you're working on those or reliving those possibly hilarious, possibly harrowing events. Let us introduce you to Shanti Devi. Shanti Devi was born on December 11th, 1926 and lived until December of 1987. Uh, she is, as you had indicated, uh, she is most famous for being the subject of research into reincarnation. And it is true, Gandhi did uh, did set up a commission that investigated, and this resulted in Mahatma Gandhi himself supporting her claim and saying, hey, this is legit, there's something to it. But other reports by other researchers disputed it. And throughout her life, there were several articles and books published about her. Other researchers also interviewed her. It wasn't just the Gandhi squad and uh, the other researcher, Bal Chand. I think the reincarnation stuff came in when she was about four years old. According to the story, she was born in Delhi. Uh, She told her parents when she was four something along the lines of, look, my real home is in Mathura which is pretty far away from Delhi. And she said, and I'm married. I got a husband. He's, he's fair skinned. He has glasses and he's got a big wart on his left cheek. His shop is located in front of this specific temple in this town. And her parents were like, Oh, ho, the weird things children say, uh, and rubber hit the road when she ran away from home, when she was just six years old, trying to get to this place. 
And then, you know, she did not make it. Uh, thankfully, she didn't get abducted. Her parents found her. She got home safely. But later in school, she said, look, I'm married. I died 10 days after I gave birth to a child. And that's when a teacher at the school, again, this is all according to the story, right? There's no video of this. But uh, according to the story, a teacher at the school noticed that she was using words that were part of the dialect of Mathura. And Hmm. she even named her husband. And so she said, my husband's name is Kedar Nath. So the headmaster is kind of like the principal of the school, does some digging, and they find that, surprise, surprise, yes, there is a shopkeeper named Kedar Nath in Mathura. And this man had lost his wife, Lugdi Devi, uh, about nine years beforehand. And since we're just stacking coincidence up here, and the unfortunate Miss Devi passed away about 10 days after giving birth to a son. So this is, um, this reminds me of the kind of stories I would read in like Time Life Mysteries of the Unknown books, oh, which yeah. may, may be where I first learned about this. Uh, so far, Matt, what do you think? Coincidence? Can we dismiss all this? We don't know how common the last name Nath may be or Kadar Nath. You know, for all we know, it could be like an equivalent of John Smith. We just don't know how unique it is. It's a hell of a coincidence, though. It's a lot. If she called him out by name, this guy happened to lose his wife. I mean, things like that started to match up. She apparently knew stuff about like deathbed requests Mm -hmm. that she'd given, right? I don't know, man. This is the kind of thing that makes me want to talk about it more, think about it more. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to imagine the experience of just having information in my mind that's just there. That I didn't read it. I didn't. Well, in this case, she would probably argue that she experienced it. She lived that life. God, that's weird. Ah, It's going to hurt my brain. Well, let's uh, let's keep punishing our brains here. Because it turns out this Kedar Nath guy traveled to Delhi himself and he it did something kind of weird. He pretended to be a different person. He pretended to be his own brother. But this kid, she's a kid at this point, she, according to the story, Shanti Devi immediately recognizes Kedar Nath and she recognizes Kedar Nath's son, the kid Lugdi Devi gave birth to before she passed away. She knew details about his life, and eventually, even this guy got convinced, and he said, well, this kid must must actually be a reincarnation of my wife who passed away, uh, and that, this story, you know, garnered a lot of regional attention. That's where the Gandhi Commission comes in. Um, that's around 1935. Uh, because of the time period in which this occurred, of course, there's not like audio or video of this person's story. We're reading written accounts. Uh, also, there's a big question that I have that I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know whether or not we'll be able to answer this, but massive thanks to anybody who can answer this. So if Lugdi Devi passes away and there is some kind of gap in real world time between her death and the birth of Shanti Devi, then like what happened? Where was Lugdi in the meanwhile, in some limbo and some like metaphysical waiting room? Oh, I'm sure there are numerous explanations for that, that purgatorial time, right? 
Yeah. I, it, again, it's it depends on what you believe. It's what religion did your family believe when you were a kid growing up and you were you were Shanti Devi's age at that time. Um, hmm. Yeah. And then complicating the matter, uh, you may have heard in the background there, folks, uh, my one of my cats apparently has some strong feelings because he was started caterwauling huh, when we we're talking about reincarnation. And, you know, now I can't help but wonder, man, is is this cat trying to tell me about its past life? Is it like screaming out like, my name is Derek Jorgensen. I am from Milwaukee. <laughs> Let me out of this prison. <laughs> oh, that sorry. would be amazing. That would be. That would be. That's why I'm never going to get one of those uh, animal translation devices. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I have great affection for my pets, but I'm not super interested in uh, their opinions. Yeah, I, I kind of want one for my dog. I swear she says food now. Give me food. Food now when she barks at me. But well also dogs are different, you know, and, and fundamentally so. And I, I don't mean to sound dismissive of feline opinions. I if the technology was there, I would give it a go. But you might be interested to know there is a training pad that some some folks have been using dog owners to get their dog to quote unquote speak. It's like, I, I don't know if you've seen this, but you lay it out on the floor. It's a mat or a pad. And it has these various things that's that uh, make that say a word when a dog touches mm-hmm. it with its mm-hmm. paw, like it touches a square that says like outside or like good boy or, you know, pee pee or snack or playtime, whatever. And watching those videos, um, I know the problems with those things. Like the idea that the dog, in question could just be taking visual or body language cues from its owner. But I also really, really like the idea of a world in which uh, dogs in particular can speak with us. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to hear from any cats. It's just my two cats. I'm not particularly, you know, I don't know what their opinions would be. What if they're into some really weird stuff? Oh, they are. You know, they are. So is my dog. All animals are. I mean, <laughs> Just some weird stuff. Um, Man, okay. I can't get my head out of this space. Let's say a nine-year-old child walks up to you, whoever you are, and they say, hey, I I, I was your spouse that died. I'm nine. Hi. What do you do at that point? What do you do? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm so glad to see you, but uh, I I don't really want to be your parent. Um. And you're nine. Yeah. So we're not going to get remarried, just to be clear. (laughs) Cool. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're okay. Mm -hmm. You get to live again. Yeah. And finally take up violin. (laughs) Weirdest day (laughs) at Dave and Buster's ever. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This is true. And we can spend more time on reincarnation. Uh, To do that, we would love your help. So folks, please uh, let us know other stories of famous alleged cases of reincarnation that we can add to the tapestry here. one eight three three std wytk or drop us an email, conspiracy at iheartradio.com. With this, Matt, I, I think maybe uh, it's time for us to pause for a word from our sponsors and then maybe return with some, what do you think, voicemail? We've got some juicy yeah. ones here. 
Right. Oh, we do. Do you, do you want to hear a weird thing my son said just before we go to yes. break? Yes. Oh, so much. Yes. Okay. So we're, he was playing Mario Odyssey on his little Switch handheld system. Mm-hmm. And he was playing and I'm watching him. He's telling me what's happening. And then he pauses. And he turns the camera in the game. There's a Goomba. He's looking at a Goomba. And he goes, Dad, that Goomba is sus. <laughs> and I was like, what did you say? He said, don't worry. Don't worry, Dad. It's okay. Sus just means suspicious. And I was like, okay. Thanks. Thanks, little bro. <laughs> anyway. That's not so much creepy, I would argue. It's endearing, right? I know. I It was just, it's the only thing I could find in my text chat. Uh, that's great, though. Okay. Here's our break. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Join Metro. They help you stay ahead of the game with nada, yada, yada. That means no contracts, no credit checks, and no surprises. Outsmarting yada, yada means, uh, you know, taxis and stuff. Shady subscriptions. Did you guys ever order something online and you thought it was just like a one-time purchase, but then you found yourself subscribed? Yeah, I had to call and stop payment on something because I had subscribed to it through Apple Pay. And even though I had like put a new card on there, it still was tied to whatever card was associated with my Apple Pay. So I had to like go through this whole process of getting it pulled. It was really, really annoying. Well, that'll never happen with Metro by T-Mobile because you don't take yada yada in life. And you're not going to take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, helping you stay ahead without compromising on things you love the most. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we have returned. You know, I feel like I was talking a big game. 
at the beginning of this segment. I'm going to say we're going to go through a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> just because everything we get is so interesting, uh, it, it can be difficult. Matt, I'm sure you can agree. It can be difficult for us sometimes in these segments to try to keep it to a, a concise kind of um, conversation, right? Uh, we always find ourselves on the precipice of a rabbit hole. So, Matt, you found one that I have yet to hear. I'm going to be hearing it mm-hmm. for the first time with our fellow conspiracy realist on the air now. And I think Doc hasn't heard it before either. But all you put in your notes was, can I say this part out loud? Sure. Folks, all Matt put in the notes is, behold, a pyramid. So yes. color me intrigued. Here we go. This is Mohawk Mick with a uh, separate story, or rather inquiry. Um, There's a pyramid out in the Denver area. No, I'm sorry. It's actually in the Michigan area, uh, outside of Grand Rapids. I apologize, I travel a lot. We looked into it uh, upon finding it. It's a large, perfect pyramid out in the middle of... With nothing around it, signs saying that drones will be deployed uh, for trespassers. We looked into its past, and it was a uh, a central gathering, information gathering post originally. And then they tried to make it into a college. And the last we found that there was absolutely nothing being done with it. It's extremely weird scenarios behind its history. I'll send you some links to the information we found and see if you guys could... uh, Maybe use your expertise to dig a little bit further. Um, apologize for the beginning of the uh, message here. Uh, again, I travel a lot and I got a, a little misplaced. Thank you so much again for everything you guys do. So first off, I'm going to point this out. Mohawk Mick, you have an amazing voice. Oh, I know. God. That's so good. I I finally saw that thing on Here's Where It Gets Crazy, our Facebook group that was talking about the voices uh, of you and and Noel. And I finally read through that whole thread. Do you see where I was like, I'm rigging this election? Everyone vote for that. I mean, I appreciate that, but I didn't need to be on that list. Uh, Come on. Uh, But if Mohawk Mick was part of the show, he hands down would take, like, he'd win it for sure. Yeah, there are a couple of voices that that's just soothing. You know, I, I mm-hmm. would listen to I would listen to Mohawk Mick read a list of ingredients, you know, and I yeah. would probably still find some sort of serenity. You should do meditation videos on YouTube or about with that ASMR stuff. You should do that, Mohawk Mick. Yeah, uh, but not but- the creepy kind. <laughs> No, definitely the creepy kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if this is the place you're talking about, Mick, but this is what I found. It's outside of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I found it via Atlas Obscura. It's called the Steel Case Pyramid. Now, again, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but this is what I think might be it. It's described as one lonely modern pyramid that's gone from corporate think tank to deserted boondoggle. That's their little subtitle there. Mm-hmm. You can, again, steel case, one word, pyramid. You can find images of it. It looks like a very modern pyramid that's just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like a work of ancient stone or anything like that. It actually looks really nifty. <laughs> and you mm-hmm. can you know, when I see photographs of this kind of stuff, it's it's like umami to me, man. It's mm. red meat, it's snack time. I love <laughs> urban exploration. I love gigantic abandoned buildings. You know, one day I'm going to get into that huge abandoned hotel in uh, North Korea. Well, we'll see. It might fall apart first, but, um, but yeah, I hope you get to do that. I hope you get to go too. If you want to, sorry, if you want to, if you want to, (laughs) yeah, the trick is getting out. So, (laughs) so I think getting in might not be as, as hard as you think. Um, but with, with this, like it does, um, it looks epic. And that's not hyperbolic to say. Uh, it's surprising to find that such a large, unique building would end up being abandoned, isn't it? Right. So let's talk about what its original purpose was, why it was built. It's called the Steelcase Pyramid because that's the company, Steelcase. They're a designer furniture manufacturer, at least they they were at, at some point. And it was built in 1989. That thing looks like it's pretty modern. 1989 mm-hmm. is when it was built. It was an R&D center. Now, you know, a pyramid, it really does look like a pyramid. A pyramid structure is an interesting design for that kind of thing. You feel like you may need, oh, I don't know, uh, a factory kind of facility, a large, open, high-ceilinged place to test out, you know, your furniture and other things, to build new stuff, to actually have a large manufacturing setup. Well... The pyramid itself is seven stories tall, and it is a pyramid. So you can imagine the floor on the bottom is larger than the floor above it, and then so on and so on and so on, mm-hmm. until you get to the seventh floor, which is apparently just a really nice penthouse, like a, a place to stay and chill and maybe be the CEO, <laughs> or the, at least the person who runs the factory. Um, but the cool thing about this, Ben, oh my God, what's got my gears turning is that beneath the pyramid itself, there's a giant series of basements, sub-basements, where they actually did the R&D and the testing and all kinds of stuff down there. Oh, wow. It's very Westworld <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. And we know a little bit more about this as well because, you see, this thing isn't just going to go to ground and rot away. Other people like Mohawk Mick and like Matt and myself, clearly saw the value in this uh, unique structure. And they liked all the cool stuff about it. And they said, hey, let's resurrect this. Right now, as far as we can tell, the Steelcase Pyramid is not, in fact, abandoned. That's right. You can head on over to switch.com, S-W-I-T-C-H.com, and read all about their Grand Rapids Exascale data center. Whoa. It's now, well, I don't know if they actually painted it white and red like this, but it appears to be painted white and gray with a bunch of red highlights. And it is a giant data center. Uh, As Mohawk Mick, I think, alluded to in his message. Yeah. Yep. Right. And this uh, pyramid, or at least Steelcase, the company that originally created it, uh, we know a good bit about their history. They have a Wikipedia page that's pretty well-sourced and uh, relatively comprehensive. Uh, we can tell you a little bit about why it's called Steel Case. 
It's not a vast conspiracy. The company just wanted to call itself that because of an advertising campaign that was meant to promote metal office furniture over wooden office furniture. Hmm. Sounds like big steel is getting in there. Big steel, which is a real thing. Very much so. (laughs) It it is this. Yeah, this company switch that purchased it in 2016 uh, appears to be the current owner as well. Uh, I don't know yet whether they give tours, but I assume it's probably like a lot of other office buildings, unless the data they're holding is super secure or classified or super sensitive, then it might be a thing where you can go into the lobby. By all accounts, the lobby also looks really cool. There's like a massive pendulum hanging from the interior. You can go maybe into the lobby and just say like, hey, I want to go on a tour. Uh, Mohawk Mick sent me. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Do it. (laughs) There's also a switch center in Atlanta. And I don't know if they sick drones on you there, but, uh, well, we could at least try it out. It seems like it's pretty sensitive stuff. Let's it, let's not all go to the switch centers, okay? That's private property. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> well, you can write to these folks or send them an email or call them and see if they would be okay with giving you a tour, you know? Yeah, for sure. Just 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 go about it right. <laughs> you didn't hear it from us. <laughs> you didn't hear it from us. Uh so With that, we also want to hear about anomalous or strange or extraordinary structures in your neck of the global woods. Bonus points if you can tell us some local lore or legends about them. You know, I love that stuff. I will go visit that abandoned hospital. Just tell us where it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess I feel about that stuff the way that you feel about flame witches. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. You just want to give the old structures a hug. No, same. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so pro-hug, as you know. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, we we wanted to end today's uh, today's show with a little bit of a mystery. And this, was, this was your idea, Matt, and I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, we received a mysterious phone call that might send you on your own rabbit hole up uh, Matt, you found this. How about you set it up for us? We can play it, and then we can see what our fellow listeners dig up. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we'll do. You're you're on the case for this one. You ready? This message comes from someone that throws a really funny, just quick little joke as they give us this brief cryptic message and mission. Hey, guys, this is Swiffer. I'm going to try and keep this clean. Uh, I'm just going to give you a date. And I want you guys to go. January 13th, 2018. The place, Hawaii. Have a good night. Wonderful. And, and That's just, it. Yeah, full disclosure, Matt. Um, I'm pretty sure that we have our own belief on what we think this thing is, right? I think we know. Can you figure it out, too? All you have to do is Google it. Oh, man, this would be so much more fun if the internet wasn't a thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, let us know what you find. We can't wait to hear from you. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Thanks to one only codename Doc Holiday. Here's how you can find us online. Yeah, so I'm going to tell you, but Ben, did, for some reason, it tickled me greatly that that caller said, hey, this is Swiffer. Going to keep this Just one clean. clean. <laughs> I don't know yes. why. I really particularly yes, enjoyed B. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find us 
all over the place. We are on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube at Conspiracy Stuff. You can also find us on Instagram where we are Conspiracy Stuff Show. Gotta add that extra show in there. If you've enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes you've listened to this year, why not head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give us a review. It really does help the show and we would appreciate it greatly. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's the only thing that's keeping our producers from kidnapping us and making us get real jobs. So please <laughs> do leave a review. If you do not sip the social meads, we of all shows on the internet absolutely get it. And that's why we always like to tell people we have a telephone number. We have a call in line. You can reach us right now. It's a true story. Say it with me. one 833 wytk Three minutes. Those three minutes belong to you. Make a sick nickname. Give yourself a cool moniker like Mohawk Mick. Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us if we can use your name and or story on the air. And most importantly, don't feel like you have to censor yourself if you have a story that needs more than three minutes. If you have links, if you have pictures, if you have video, uh, we would love to see it all. Uh, we read every email we get. All you have to do is drop us a line where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter.